2: listening to the pastor scott show podcast have any questions or comments email pastor scott now at pastor scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m and now here's pastor scott
1: good afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the pastor scott show i am pastor scott furrow PSF. We were talking about that before. That's what, uh, you know, sometimes people call me. That's all right. I like it. It's, uh, great to be with you. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. And, uh, we come together every day from three to five, talk about the, the world today and the headlines of the day and how we can respond as, as Christians. We'll probably talk about this more tomorrow, but you, you saw, The uh, President Biden uh, tripped and fell earlier today, speaking at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Here he is, and the people are clapping. That noise, that that that's that's Biden falling down. It was pretty frightening. And you hear the, the crowd die down, you know, there a little bit. He went head first. And he got his arms out in front of him uh, to catch himself. And uh, so, you know, we hope that he's doing well. The White House says he's doing pretty well. He seemed to be walking around pretty good after that. I bet he hurts tomorrow, though. Like, you ever have that happen and you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, you know, even at my age, if I I were to fall down like that and, you know, obviously people are going to make an issue of his age and you that's it's you know, worth going there. He's 80 something. And then, you know, you fall down. It's, it's a problem, but any of us can fall down. You know, I've fallen down before and, uh, you know, I get up and I pretend I'm okay. And then uh, the next morning I'm not, <laughs> and that didn't used to happen when I was younger. In fact, uh, does it worry you when you see that? Um, it probably does it, it you know, for me, what I've been saying is I, you know, and it's not to be disrespectful about somebody's age. Um, because he could live a long time, right? And, you know, he's doing better than other people who are 80, and he's not doing as well as some other people who are 80. That's kind of the way it is. good friend of mine's 80, and he gets up every morning and does like 100 push-ups. And he's in tremendously good health, and I think, man, you know, I hope I can do that when I'm, I'd like to do that when I'm 60. Forget 80. So you never know, but hopefully he's doing well. Um, I was coaching my son's Little League team a few years ago, and um, this was the first year that they sort of had a league during the COVID. So it got canceled the first year. And then I think at 21, it must have been in 21, we had this little this little league. It was supposed to happen, but it just, it wasn't very good. I mean, they were making us wear masks and everything on the field. In the community that I was in, they're probably still wearing masks down there. And, <laughs> um, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. They really should wear the mask. Well, that's what they say down there. but. I wanted the kids to be aggressive. So we're talking about nine or 10-year-olds, okay, playing baseball. And I wanted them to be aggressive and really go after the ball. And so I was running around fielding the ball, and I used to play baseball. And, you know, I know what I'm doing, I think. You know, I'm not that great at it, but that's what makes me a better coach, right? I really had to work hard to do well enough to be able to play. That's why some of the greatest players in sports, they're often not very good coaches later because they were just natural at it. They were just naturally good at it. You know, they say of Ted Williams, famous baseball player, Ted Williams, that his eyesight was so good and one of the greatest hitters of all time, that his eyesight was so good that you could take a marker and write a number on the ball and pitch it 90 miles an hour and he could read the number that you wrote on the ball. That's how well he could see it. Probably nobody else can do that, but he wasn't a very good coach later on. It's because he was just natural. But the greatest coaches are often not the best players. Anyway, so I was I like to coach and I was having a good time and I dove for this ball. Flew through the air. I looked like Ozzie Smith, if you're old enough to remember that guy, who was just an amazing shortstop for the Cardinals. Played for the Padres first, I think, and then the Cardinals. And I dove and I mean it it I wished that somebody had filmed it because it was a beautiful thing. However, I would have wanted them to hit the stop button right when I hit the ground because I didn't get up for a good five minutes and my shoulders were hurting. My leg was hurting. I was hurting in places. I just didn't realize that you could hurt. And, uh, I think it took me, I think it took me a good three months actually. In fact, I don't even know if I'm recovered from that. Uh, so anyway, president uh, fell down. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. I'm wondering how people are going to receive that in the media. Right? Is it going to be pressure for him to reconsider running again? Is it going to be something that uh, nobody wants to talk about? Uh, Whatever it is, that is a significant story. Uh, The Senate today is uh, going to likely pass the uh, debt ceiling limit, and that will go to the new legislation for that. And the next thing will go to the president who will sign it, and we will still be terribly in debt, just slightly less in debt than we would have been beforehand. And then I think the real battle begins with the budgeting. And I don't think people pay as much attention. We create a crisis around the debt ceiling, and we've done this several times the last few years, and I don't think there's ever a real crisis because I don't think either party is actually going to put the the government in default. And there's plenty of ways to not default, really, for a long time. Wall Street Journal had a lot to say about that. But that also is coming up in the news today. And, you know, as I thought about that, money's getting tighter. Lots of people are saying that there's going to be a recession. Recession hits people differently. And at the same time, there's recession. And I think as as Christians, we want to think about this because people don't talk about the financial difficulties that they might be having. And you might have tremendous difficulties with debt. You might have tremendous difficulties with taxation or other things that are going on. And it's coming. And I'm, I'm thinking about that because I don't know if you heard this, but They are thinking here in Los Angeles, and I know there's some different information, um, different considerations in San Diego and elsewhere in the state, to start charging you for driving on the freeways.
3: County Metro expected to release a study this summer that could serve as a blueprint for congestion pricing. Details are light, such as technology and projected revenue, but three areas appear to be possible pilot locations, including a 16-mile stretch of the 10 freeway between downtown and Santa Monica. All this part of an effort to reduce traffic, improve air quality, and boost public transit.
1: So the whole idea is that you will start to be charged for your driving, and there's there's a couple of different ways that our governments are talking about this. And I'm thinking about it in a time where the economy is is going crazy with inflation, gas prices are still five or six dollars. Uh, the average price in uh, Southern California is about four dollars and ninety five cents which, interestingly, is less than last year. By the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show. You can join our conversation, 888-528-2557, What do you think? Are you willing to pay extra to drive on the freeways in Southern California if it meant there's less traffic? Are you willing to pay a toll? They're going to do it in one of two ways. They're going to have, turn the freeways, some of them, the most congested ones, and it seems like it's almost all of them these days in just about anywhere in Southern California. They're going to turn them all into toll roads. Are you willing to pay extra to drive on the freeway if there's less traffic? What do you think? 888-528-2557, 528 2557 Sometimes I've chosen to take the toll roads. You know, there's a few of them, particularly in Orange County. There's some toll roads here and there. And you kind of have to judge the traffic because if the traffic's light you don't want to take the toll road. There, the amount of time it takes you before one end of the toll road and the other is almost the same. You know, the one that's in, uh, that goes over Laguna Niguel and uh, you start, I think, in Laguna Niguel or Laguna Hills and then you drive over and uh, it's a 73. Part of it's a toll road and you end up in Newport Beach. It's a nice drive and usually not very crowded, but it's a toll and it's expensive. And you used to have to stop and pay a toll. Now they just read your driver's license and send you a bill. Or I have the, the toll app. Do you have that app where you you it you just drive and it reads your driver's license and you get charged? And you have your credit card in there and uh, once you have paid too much, you get charged again. It's expensive, that whole thing. Would you pay money to drive on Southern California freeways? Extra money. The other way that uh, governments are planning to do it is to charge you by the mile anyway. That you would be required to turn in your mileage every year on your your California tax form, how much driving did you do? And you'll be taxed if you go over a certain amount. That, to me, seems like that's going to get really expensive. And part of the goal, it's, you know, it's pollution related or climate change related. That's what they say. But also to try to get you into public transportation where someone will kill you. So there's quite a choice. <laughs> I know that's not true on every bus, right? But it's it's a thing, Right. Uh, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. The first place they may test this is in Los Angeles on the 10 Freeway. I think somewhere in between um, maybe the downtown, the 60 area, and then uh, Santa Monica, where it goes into PCH. Congestion pricing that go here
4: congestion pricing is just the idea that uh if you want to reduce traffic congestion make the driving experience better and also
1: you know improve air quality like you mentioned uh, you have to address the root cause of traffic congestion and the root cause of traffic congestion is that the roads are a finite resource that lots of people want Uh, and when you don't charge for them too many people use them and so you get a shortage and that's what traffic congestion is Uh, and so if you put a toll on the road and especially a toll that will be higher when more people want to use it. For instance, at rush hour, you can use that to make the road perform better and give most drivers a better experience. So did you hear all of that? So they will put tolls on the freeways, and it's to give you a better experience and supposedly reduce the traffic. I bet it doesn't reduce the traffic that much. That's what I think. JJ, you're shaking your head. You're thinking that that's right. We still have to go to work. That's what that and see, that's the thing that's bugging me right there is people still have to go to work. So if now you can't afford, see, this is what gets to me. And this is something that I think just to be thinking deeper about financial issues, particularly when we're looking at recession and when we're looking at you know the potential recession that could be coming and they happen. OK, don't be afraid of recession. It's up and downs. It happens. But when we're looking at. The inflation that is affecting all of us, you know, last year when the gas prices got to six and seven dollars a gallon, you know, people were calling, you were calling. And some of you are still in the situation where you said you had to change your job because you couldn't even afford to get to your job. Or for some people, I remember people calling and saying that they had company vehicles that they would drive. And what the companies were going to do is reduce the vehicle number and lay, lay people off just because of the increased gas prices. We're still paying Far more for gas than we were just a couple of years ago, even at the four ninety four you know it's funny because I fill up at four ninety five and it feels good because it 's not six and one time I paid seven seven dollars a gallon because the gas station is like one of these corners, and there's a gas station on each corner, and it was all like six fifty for gas. Well, the one gas station I pulled into was the one I couldn 't read the sign, and it was seven bucks for some reason. And that's why no one was there. Everyone, the other ones were full, but no one was at that one. That's why I pulled in there. And uh, I didn't read the sign until it was too late. So I paid $7 a gallon. Uh, that was not okay. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557. How would that change your, your life? Maybe there's a positive side. Let's say it um, does reduce the traffic and you get home sooner. You know, there is a, a family impact to traffic right? The longer you're in traffic, the longer that you are away from your family. Some of you, you drive two hours in and two hours back home. There are people who listen to the Pastor Scott show who listen to the whole two hours in their car. So you leave work at three o'clock and you don't get home till five o'clock because of the traffic and wherever you live. Um, What if they charge you for that freeway time? And what are you going to do? You still have to go to work. So does that mean that the side streets are going to get crowded? It must, right? Because you still have to go to work. What they're saying is, is that you're going to, what you're going to do is instead get on the public transportation. County Metro
3: expected to release a study this summer that could serve as a blueprint for congestion pricing. Details are light, such as technology and
1: projected revenue, but... Details are always light about that, by the way, uh, because it's not really about the revenue or anything. It's about really pushing people into the transportation. Usually it's climate driven or it's from a philosophy that would just say we should use more public transportation. It's difficult out here. You know, last hour we had uh, Ed Stetzer on the show and he's moving out from Chicago. He grew up in New York. And if you're in those towns, if you've ever visited those towns, I haven't been to either one of those towns, but I've been to Washington, D.C. The subway is amazing in Washington. And he said so in New York and in Chicago. Like it is, you know, you you might find yourself in a fist fight, but actually, it's so convenient. It's so easy to get from point A to point B. If you live in the city, there's reason you may not want a car. And But part of it is the cities are on top of each other. They're so much closer. And even between cities, Washington, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, those East Coast cities that are out there, you can take the train, you know, like an Amtrak, from city to city, and you will like it. And it's it's reasonable to do that. It works. And I think My theory is that there is a Washington, D.C. or East Coast mindset that, hey, public transportation works really well out here. And they should be doing that in Los Angeles and they should be doing that on the, the left coast. And so they're forcing it upon us. And so it's attached to federal dollars. It's attached to a whole lot of stuff. But I don't think there's an understanding of how spread out we are and how long it takes to get someplace on a train, even if the Metrolink is conveniently located. Right Even if the trolley in San Diego is conveniently located to your home and where you want to go, it still can be a long a long way to go, and most of the time, unless you happen to live right by that, it's not real convenient now, Some of you take public transportation all the time, and it works for you, but I'll bet you're close to you know wherever you need to go, you're close to where you get on the train, and where you get off, where you work. I've thought about it for where I work. I could easily take the train to work I would be here on time. The reason I don't take it is because I wouldn't get home until 8 or 9 o'clock. And so it's, beca- it's completely something that's not useful because I have a wife and family. It's useful to get home sooner. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. I'm wondering if you think this is a good idea, paying extra to, paying a toll, at least during rush hour or other times, to reduce the traffic on the freeways. And would you do that? Is that something you would do? It seems to me that there is a reason to do it if I am wanting to get home and spend more time with my family, if I can do that. Um, so for, and, and as I say that though, I'm thinking about it in a, in a selfish kind of way because I know that there are people who would not be able to afford to do that and will, it will take them longer to drive the side streets and not on the freeway or they'll have to leave later or maybe earlier, maybe get a different job. I mean, these things affect more than just air quality and, and you know, traffic patterns like we're just some kind of machine. It affects families. It affects people's actual ability to even go to their jobs. It affects people's, you know, I think sometimes we don't realize how close people are to not being able to afford the gas, to afford our bills. There are so many people. See, this always bugs me with taxes and fees that go to energy you know, gas taxes, the energy taxes you pay on your electric bill, those different things, because those are taxes on the poor. Like everybody pays it and everybody feels an impact. But the more more money you've got, the less you feel it. Right. If you're middle class or or upper middle class, you pay the extra for gas and it's annoying. And maybe it means you go out to eat less often. You sacrifice a little bit, a couple less coffees, you know, But for some people, those taxes and those fees are the difference between having a car and not having a car. They're the difference between having a job and not having a job. And I think that has to be part of the conversation when we talk about these things here, because it affects people's life and it affects a lot of people's lives. 888-528-2557, Ted, City of Angels. Ted, you've been in the City of Angels for a long time. Uh, would you pay extra yeah. for less crowded freeways?
5: Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. And and uh, as far as uh, the East Coast, seat feeling that they're somehow superior, my father came out here in 1957 after he got out of the Korean War, and he said that uh, basically you could catch a train anywhere in Los Angeles, and it was actually the best in the world, better than San Francisco. Now, what, what year yeah. was this? Uh, Uh, He said he came in 57. You could catch catch a train anywhere. General Motors purchased it, and they dismantled it to sell cars. He even took my mother on Angel's flight, which was still operating. And uh, he said it was an amazing uh, system, and it was everywhere. And, you know, they slowly but surely you don't see the tracks anymore. They've been covered over. I've seen a
1: lot of pictures of old L.A. with tracks in a lot of different places. Exactly. Uh, and that must be so, it.
5: So I think that the metro rail is uh, much better because it gets them off the main highways. It's built better. Uh, it elevates it in areas. And I think it's better built. So, you know, for everything that changes, you know, God will use what was meant for evil for good. And another thing about separate, it was separating us, um, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, different colors, because when they got rid of the uh, trains, we weren't intermixing anymore. It actually segregated us. And then we were cocooned in our cars and angry at each other. But the trains, I believe, are really helpful. And uh, I, I think it's welcome. It's, it was L.A. originally, and it, and I think it's welcome back. And I think we could work with both.
1: All right. All right, Ted. Thank you. Thank you for, for that. And, uh, you know, is Ted Wright is, are people willing to pay extra to have less traffic on the freeways, what if that money goes to create more more trains or better public transportation? Will we do that? See, my theory is it won't work out here simply because we're so spread out and it takes too long to get places. Um, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Would love to know what you think about this. Uh, Richie in Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hey, God bless. Hope everybody's well. Thanks, um, Richie. I'm, I'm in construction and you know, as an independent contractor, and even in, when I work with the union, you know, we have to drive different places all the time. You know, we're paying taxes enough for the roads that suck, you know, and that having that, you know, it doesn't make sense. We can't pack up all our tools to take them on a job site, mm-hmm. you know, so having that really, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, so trains were cool because, we, you know, we worked in Manhattan or, you know, on the island, we still drove, but we still took the train when we could, but it. It's not, the system is not anywhere near where it could be in California, so make that a, a feasible option for a lot of people, especially in the construction industry. Yeah, because
1: That's you can't kind of really load up all of your equipment and take it on the train.
6: No, no kidding, you know, and it's, you know, and then you also have to worry about someone stealing your stuff If you do. You know, God forbid, you know, you don't have a gang box, but even just stay in a different location, you've got to go to the supply house, you got to move around it. it. It's not feasible and there is really no good transportation, like, back home that is feasible for somebody who's working. And guess what? That's going to pay back. on. They're going to charge the customer, and that sucks because they're going to end up paying for it, just like everything else because the people higher up, you know, either have the same commitment job or they're taken care of. But us blue collar guys, you know, we got to go location to location and might have to go get parts or something like that and it's only going to be transferred to the customer and that yep. really sucks.
1: Yeah, I think that's another that's a great point, Richie. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott show. You know, it's there are there's a ripple effect to these things. I think that what we're thinking about is, you know, clean air and certain things, but we're thinking of it just from the standpoint of looking at things in a in a I don't know, a zero-sum machine and the ripple effect makes sense. Plus I didn't even think about it actually, Richie, that there are a lot of people who could never do the trains and stuff because they have to carry equipment. i got to take a break. I'll get back to your calls. i see your calls, Anthony and Rosalyn and others. The number is 888 528 888-528-2557. Are you willing to pay extra to drive on freeways in Southern California to reduce the traffic and move more people to uh, public transportation or the side streets, whatever it is, 888-528-2557? This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott
1: Show. We're talking about the idea that is floated today that you would pay extra to drive on freeways in Southern California, that there would be toll either all day long or during rush hour, which in some places in California is all the time. Like if you're driving on the five, you know, somewhere between, you know, downtown and La Mirada, it's always crowded, right? It's like it's always rush hour. It's always under construction and it's always for decades. I think it's been under construction there. Would you pay extra just to drive on the freeway, if it meant that the traffic is less or it would be a more comfortable drive, and what are the implications of that? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 Anthony in Long Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing fine, Anthony. How are you today?
7: I'm good. I'm good. I'm able to call in and give my uh, view on that. Well, for me, I will not pay it. Yeah. Just due, just due to the fact of we're already paying higher gas. Can some of that money come out the guys' price that we're paying? Uh, also, let's say if they make a mistake, how long will it take for them to refund our money? Is it going to take the same amount as the IRS? It takes for them to pay back money when, when it's owed to us?
4: hmm
7: And then not, not just that, it's all set up for control. Only those that have it can afford to pay it. Yeah, the ones that can, not we're going to try to have the carpool, and it's all separation. The rich is going to get rich, the poor is going to get poor, and it's all about who can survive and handle it. The longest
2: you know,
1: I think that's one of the things that that is not considered with these kinds of things. I said, I don't know if you heard in the last you know segment that when we have gas taxes, energy taxes, those kinds of things that just get stuck on your bill and everybody has to pay it, it, yes. it impacts people on the lower end of the economic spectrum hard. It's extra money. It's inconvenient the more wealth you have, but the less you have, like you said, maybe I don't get refunded as quickly if they make a mistake or overcharge me. Uh, I'm going to have to carpool, and that's no fun.
7: I noticed that. The big entities, the corporations, they can take their time and return what they owe you, but they can snatch from us at any any given second. And when when you're focused on – well, I'm going to say focused when you're not aware of this digital currency coming into play. You have the digital currency controlling how our traffic goes. Wait a minute. Next, you're going to try to do the same with food and how much money we spend.
1: Yep. Yep. Anthony, you're right about that, and you know, stay on that message because I think that I think often our politicians are are ignorant of that. Some of them know and they don't care, but some of them are. I I think they they don't get it. Like last year when they were telling us we're all gonna we should all just go buy Teslas, we should all just go buy electric cars, like we can afford it. I can't afford it.
7: Yeah. I don't remember the last before I go. What it is, they're, they're scared, they're timid, and they're, they're riding an agenda. They have to follow this agenda in order to stay in office. Because if not, it's off with your head. Not saying cut it off, but I mean, you will not be in politics. Yep, I think, not the
1: I think you're right. And it impacts the people. Okay. And we need to be speaking on this. Thank you, Anthony, for your call. I appreciate I what, it. You're, you're you're right on about that. And you talked about carpooling. You know, carpooling is convenient if you can do it, but it's also it's another thing that makes it harder to get to work. It's also less time with your family, right? You got to meet somebody, you got to pick them up. They're late to get to the parking lot or wherever you're picking them up. There's so many things attached to these things. That's what I wanted to really bring out in in this, and I'm glad that uh, our callers are doing that. Roslyn and Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. <clears throat> Hi, Roslyn. Um, no, I would
4: not pay extra. In fact, I used to take public transportation and. They should make the lines connect. Like, I used to take the train to Norwalk, Santa Fe Springs. Then you had to hop on a bus to get to the Green Line. And I asked one time, why don't they connect the Green Line to the Metrolink? And they said, well, the bus and ta- taxi lobbyists blocked it from going through. So mm. it doesn't even connect to the airport when you take it along there. Right. And then I took a different route. I would take me three trains and a couple buses just to get to work. And I don't. It was I got a lot of things done and it was
1: good, but you know, it is a lot of time. It's an hour and a half each way. Yep, it's a lot so. of time and uh it's just gonna get harder. And the you know, the politics of it, I'm not against public transportation. I think you can do it well. But if it's just gonna get tied up in politics or tied up in uh you know, the environmental stuff that has to happen that you know that does happen according to law, then it doesn't really help people. That's why we have so many empty trains and buses sometimes. Roslyn thank you for calling the Pastor Scott show on that 888-528-2557 the government government is planning on charging you to uh take the freeways during rush hour it would turn them into toll lanes the the place they're going to start out they now it's funny because the articles about this talk about how sketchy the details are and i think that you're you guys are getting on to that it's sketchy because it's highly controversial. If it was just a matter of, hey, we're going to have better public transportation and less pollution and uh, a better ride for people who are on the freeway, oh, that sounds good. But it really impacts people uh, significantly. 888-528-2557. William in Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call and thank you for, uh, we're bringing these kind of topics yeah, to would, our attention. And would you pay
1: for it to get through the traffic? No,
8: absolutely not. They, the The government learn, has to learn how to be fiscally responsible and stop stealing from us. It's theft. You got to call it what it is: theft. Did we all forget about the fifty billion dollars that uh, Governor Newsom uh, falsely and fraud, you know, fraudulent un- unemployment claims and fraudulent claims during COVID? It's fifty billion dollars down the drain, or how about the uh, the uh, bullet train to nowhere? Billions right, billions of dollars spent and nothing to show for it, and now they're trying to take more money from us.
1: And that's and another thing to, about it is: is the money going to be spent in a way that is ultimately helpful? Uh, and right now, we don't have a track record that says that it is. Right, right.
8: And I got a couple of more things about that. The, the, you know, cities like Chicago. And New York. Well, Chicago is is uh, is is grids. Mm-hmm. And if if uh, if if, you, if your car doesn't start, and you work in an office, you can still get to work by taking a bus or two. That's you right. Can still get there. It's efficient because the city's laid out in grids. Southern California. All the roads. Uh, they don't, they don't know how to draw straight lines so it, it, everything is everything is too spread out here it's it's impractical, and like your other caller said uh there was uh, pu- practical public trains uh in Los Angeles in the fifties that actually worked before I was here
4: mm-hmm.
8: and uh and, they, and uh, certain corporations uh sought fit to get rid of them so they could sell cars yeah so now you know uh no matter which way you turn, and then the last point uh, I'd like to make is that uh, leftism is a mental disorder.
1: All right, William. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, part of that is that we 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 don't think through these things. You mentioned uh, you mentioned the train to nowhere. Remember that we voted for that. If I remember right, I, I read this differently the other day. But I read that what I remember voting for was a high speed rail bullet train, like a European or Asian style bullet train. From San Diego to San Francisco, that would get you there in a couple hours, right? Well, then that moved from out of San Diego. They couldn't figure out how to do it. Then they moved it from L.A. to the Bay Area, and then it's not even that. So they've spent – in 14 years, they've spent $5 billion on a train no one can ride. It's not even high-speed – it's not even a bullet train. It's high-speed rail, which is the same train that you already see, just it goes a little faster with fewer stops, like instead of driving 60 miles an hour, it goes 80 miles an hour or something. And there's fewer stops. And the time it would take you to go from Los Angeles to San Francisco, by the time you get on the bus or you take the Metrolink to, to Palmdale or something, and then you get on a bus to Bakersfield, then you get on the train to Madera, and then you get on another bus until you can get on the BART and then into the city, that it takes about the same time to drive and cost 10 times more. <laughs> Who's going to do that? Um, that's... Part of the the thinking here 888-528-2557. Nicole in San Diego welcome to the Pastor Scott show.
4: Uh, yes hi Pastor Scott thanks so much for your show I listen to you just about every afternoon while I'm out driving around San Diego on the
1: freeway on the freeways now Thank now you. let me ask you something yes. I'm from I'm from San Diego I'm from L A then I was in San Diego now I'm back in L A okay. I have this theory. Okay. The theory is that the traffic in San Diego on some freeways is actually worse than in L.A. The difference is you don't have as far to go. Um, I
4: don't, I don't know. Th- know. My trips to L.A. are always a challenge.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So it's don't just have- that I think in L.A., you know, you might be in traffic for an hour, but you have to go 20 miles. Where in San Diego, you're in traffic for an hour, but you only have to go five miles. And uh, yeah. anyway, okay. what were you going to say?
4: Well, I was just going to say that I am a home health care provider. So I drive to people's houses and I provide medical care. So I provide medical care to mostly the elderly and disabled who can't leave their house. So they need people to come into their home to care for them. Some of those people that I see have private caregivers who, you know, they are not making a lot of money maybe 15 20 25 bucks an hour who is it going to hurt when you start taxing the people that like the gentleman a few callers ago who's a, a blue-collar worker right you start taxing the people that maybe you know are already taxed enough already um, who is it gonna hurt it's gonna you're gonna start hurting the elderly you're gonna start hurting the most vul- vulnerable in our society yeah I, I just I, I I, I'm just completely at a loss as to who, I mean, what, what our government, quote, government, is trying to do for us. And clearly, they don't know who's out there driving around. They don't understand that it's, it's plumbers and service people and health care providers. And there's a whole swath of people that are out there driving around servicing vulnerable people or people who are in need, who are going to end up getting, you know, being the ones that pay the most on this. And it's just it's it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I think you make a good point, Nicole. Thanks for calling and thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. You know that is that is so key here. And you know why are they doing it? It's because they're they're performing for their special interests, and it's all about. I think it's Anthony who called and said it's about getting reelected. It is about special interests. It's about climate agenda. It's about uh, union agendas. It's about different things to raise a bunch of money that does not help the regular person, uh, we have to vote with those things in mind. We have to speak out with those things in mind because, you know, and, and you know, for some people it's just an inconvenience, these extra fees and extra money. But we've got to understand that for so much of our fellow citizens and maybe for us at some point, because we're going to have a recession, they say, they said that last year and we didn't really have it, but looks like maybe this year they're saying it. Um, you know, maybe it's just an inconvenience for you today, but tomorrow may not be. And uh, it matters It matters a lot. i got to take a break. I see her call, Dar and uh, others. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott's show. The number is 888 528 2557. We've been talking about the notion that you're going to pay extra to drive on the freeways in Southern California uh, to reduce the traffic.
3: County Metro expected to release a study this summer that could serve as a blueprint for congestion pricing. Details are light, such as technology and projected revenue, but three areas appear to be possible pilot locations, including a 16-mile stretch of the 10 freeway between downtown and Santa Monica. All this part of an effort to reduce traffic, improve air quality, and boost public transit.
1: We've been talking about whether or not you would actually pay an extra toll so there would be less traffic on the freeway, but also the impact that's going to have on a lot of people who can't afford the toll or people who have to drive on the freeway to get to work. And uh, it could impact the side streets because some people are just going to refuse to pay it or not be able to pay it. But then you're going to spend it in gas driving down the side streets. Do you ever have the there's an app? It's called I shouldn't mention the name of the app, I guess, but it'll tell you what's the better ways to get somewhere and it's a great app because it'll tell you if there's a car accident, if there's police activity, if there's construction, if there's something in the road. I use it every day because there's multiple ways I can get here to the studio every day. But one of the things that it does sometimes, it did this to me yesterday. It sent me down residential streets instead of the freeway because the freeways were jammed, and it gave me a little shortcut, you know, through the city. And what's happening is some of the people who live there begin to realize that this app is, using their street now for regular transportation. What's funny is they'll sit outside and they'll have the app themselves from their living room or from their porch, and they'll open it up and they'll hit car accidents and they'll hit police activity and a whole bunch of stuff to try to prevent it from sending people down their street. Uh, That's going to happen in big ways if they they put a toll on the freeways. What do you think about that? 888-528-2557. Dar in Costa Mesa, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
9: Hey,
8: man. God bless you, Pastor Scott. Thank you. Yeah, I think this is a ridiculous idea. It's an unsafe idea because the metro and L.A. and the subway system are not safe. Every week I hear a story about a bus driver getting sprayed with urine or getting stabbed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like um, there's like the smell of urine in the subway trains and homeless people there. And I'm just saying that it's not safe. And then you can't really carry a knife, let alone a gun to protect yourself. And they've defunded the police and the sheriff's deputies, so there's no, there's not enough police to keep people safe on those uh, transportation systems.
1: And that's so where they're all, gonna, they want people to ride them, but they're not addressing the safety problems either.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then they want to take our—you know—the little protection we can have. They want to take that away from us. You know, And so if they're defunding the police and we can't have any type of uh, knife or gun to protect ourselves, what do they want us to do, honestly?
1: Yeah, it's a frustrating thing. Dar, thank you for your call on that. You know, that's something else, too, is, is if you're going to move people to – you know, when I was in Washington, D.C., I felt pretty safe on the subways, actually. You know, And I thought that's really interesting. And I went to different parts of town. There are some parts of town that are harder than others, but it, I felt relatively safe. But there was a ton of police. I like got a ton. They were everywhere. Uh, I never see that. Uh, not in those kind of numbers here. 888-528-2557. Jason in Ontario. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? How's the weather in I'm Ontario? Good, Do good. you see the sun or is it cloudy out there too?
9: You know, it is really cloudy out here, brother. Um, but it's a great day to be alive. I'm uh, um, uh, thankful for what today brings, even in the even in the crazy weather and the crazy topic we're talking about. Right. <laughs> so, I wanted to just give you a couple of my thoughts, uh, Pastor Scott. Uh, really, the way that I see this is I see this as just part of a, a globalist agenda that um, really is aimed at uh, controlling not only um, this country, but really squeezing out the middle class. And, and really, I heard a... a so you think these things have about, to
1: do with some other greater agenda rather than just climate, for example? Climate's the one that gets stated, uh, cleaner well, well, air, those kinds of things. Is,
9: right, and climate control is certainly a part of it by all means.
1: But that's also but used sometimes in, in uh, you know for ways that don't really help the environment but give government more power and money.
9: Absolutely correct, and that's what I think is really at work is Is it's part of a global plan to really kind of move everything along, and, and Bible yeah. Prophecy really talks about a one-world order, and I think this is just one of the mechanisms that gets us along that path. Yeah. Um, aside from the fact that um, a previous caller mentioned how it really creates a, a system of haves and have-nots, which is what guys like uh, um, Klaus Schwab and Yuval Harari um, are really gearing towards
1: you know they yeah um, they wouldn 't so- say that, but that is the effect. I have a bunch of calls, Jason. I want to go to the other ones, but you know the idea of the haves and have nots I think says a lot, and then w- you really have to play that out. What does that do to a culture? Thank you, Jason, for calling and listening to the Pastor Scott show. Uh, Winston in San Fernando, welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Just a few seconds here. I got a bunch of calls we 're almost out of time Winston Winston. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to go to Greg in L.A. Are you there, Winston?
10: Yes. Oh, go ahead, Winston. I'm in my mobile telephone booth. It's got four doors, four wheels, a lot of windows, three mirrors, and both. It's wireless. That's the best part.
1: Yeah. Would you pay extra to drive that thing on the freeways?
10: Are are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy your good sense of humor, Pastor Scott. And, uh, yeah, I just came up north of... uh, orange county area and i'm still on the 101 and it's almost two hours now wow and that used to be a one hour and i'm old enough to say yeah the red car was awesome as a kid i was allowed to hit the bell for the conductor Mm. if i was good if i was a good boy and the air was pretty darn good back then because there weren't so many buses with diesel fuel gas yeah yeah big Big time different. I, I wish we had done a long time ago, yeah. and that is to put in a monorail system on the freeways, and that would be curing everything. We should have thought
1: ahead. Winston, I want to go to other calls. We're almost Absolutely. out of time. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Thanks go for calling there. today. Good luck with the traffic. Eric in Ventura, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Eric? Eric in Ventura. Go ahead, Eric. Oh,
11: yeah. Hi, hi. Okay, hi, Frank. So um, yeah, the reason I was calling about this was uh, my answer kind of uh, I would say kind of bipartisan um, you know, regardless of the spirit of why, you know, why are they doing this to us or why yeah would they be, do you are you in favor
1: time? of this kind of thing? We're almost out of time do you think this is a oh, good I'm, thing okay.
11: I'm not in I'm not in favor of it. I think it's a bad timing if you don't mind my saying yeah. that much. Um, I think that we we have adapted like to where the average person is, is you know, the, the thoroughfare of the freeway is just like equal to the streets where we depend on it at this point in our, in our everyday lives. So to start charging uh, where, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford it, it you know, it becomes almost like, you know, we're working towards the hunger games, you know.
1: <laughs> you know, the <laughs> well, poor
4: live like that. Well, that.
1: you know, it's those those sort of futuristic, you know, books and movies, they're drawing off this idea that that ultimately um the rich and the poor get separated sometimes for good intentions it happens right? Uh, for other things. Eric, I'm almost out of time, so I appreciate your call. I got to let you go. And uh, Greg and Fernando and others, I won't be able to get your call today, but it is open line Friday tomorrow. You can call tomorrow with the comment if you'd like to, or send an email to Scott at kkla.com. I want to give you a Bible verse on the way out today. You know, great book to study and read, especially when you're we're talking about things that really impact the poor and those kinds of things. Book of Amos, Old Testament, brilliant, brilliant book. Amos chapter 5, it's talking about this. Um, You levy a straw tax on the poor and impose a tax on their grain. And therefore, though you have built stone mansions, you will not live in them. It's God saying, hey, you know what? You're levying the tax on the poor. And that's something that I think we have to think about with these fees and these things. It sounds good. And we have to do something, right? We've got to do something. And I would agree that something has to be done. But the people, these these kinds of things, the payments for getting on the freeway and the tolls and the energy taxes, the gas taxes, it's a straw tax on the poor. It hurts people who can't pay it, and it's a tax on the poor. It's exactly what it is. We don't call it that, but that's what it is. We say tax the rich, but then we tax the poor. We need to think about those things as we consider these policies. We're out of time for today. It is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back from 3 to 5 tomorrow, as we are each and every day. You can get the podcast at kkla.com or wherever your favorite place is to get podcasts. God bless you. Scott Furrow, good night